Here's a little extra to today's podcast. You can probably hear quite a lot of shouting and clapping and cheering. That's the sound of the London Marathon. I happen to be down in London the day of the marathon, which I've never ever seen, and what a lovely atmosphere it is. My father's done a fair few marathons and commented that the London Marathon he thought had just had the best atmosphere. I recall the Paris one had the best food, the Berlin one had <laughs> the best organisation, whilst of course the one in Greece, the, the Marathon, Marathon was of course the most special, it is the original. But how wonderful, it just happens to be that I'm wandering along after a service at St Paul's and here it is, here it is, the London Marathon. What a lovely thing to see. Hello, my name is Thomas and welcome to this latest episode of British Culture, Albion Never Dies. It's been a very tumultuous week, tumultuous month, really, with all the recent events, a new Prime Minister, the Queen's passing, the new King, and all the events surrounding that, while well, we've been in extraordinary times. Gradually it feels like we're getting back to some kind of normality. I know there have been lots of exciting events in London recently um, for the 60th anniversary of James Bond. There was also the London Marathon, of course, which was great fun to see. And I've discovered that there's few people who have rejoined my podcast. And Mr. Ecker, hello to you. Uh, you found me on Apple Podcasts. You used to listen on the TuneIn app. Was afraid that Albion had actually died. But no, Albion never dies. So thank you very much for tuning in. I have regularly put out these podcasts, but I've also recently put out a YouTube video, which was my trip to Hammersmith, bridge. It was a location in the most recent James Bond film, No Time to Die, and it has some really interesting history. And I thought for that, I really wanted to show the thing, so I put out a video. I don't have a regular release schedule. I just put a video out when I rarely have something I want to show. And people can find that in lots of different ways. I advertise it, of course, in various Facebook groups. I advertise it on my Instagram, and of course, if you're subscribed to my YouTube video, then that's no problem at all. You get the automatic notification whenever I put something out there. However, I've been appearing on more and more different media channels, and if you're interested in catching all this kind of content on uh, British culture, and it's all free, then I'm putting together a newsletter. So thank you very much to those of you who've subscribed already. There'll be a link again in my Instagram. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can email me at albionneverdies at gmail.com right, just the name of the podcast at gmail.com and, uh, and I'll enroll you and you'll get those emails about once a month and it will all be about my various different appearances, mainly talk about British culture but occasionally not, for example I hosted the Emerald Series podcast in which as an academic I was interviewing another academic um, all about female terrorism, so quite different from some of my usual stuff but I know that uh, a friend who came across it via my, my podcast here um, was just really interested that I do different things. So if you are interested, as I say, I've got links in various different places, but if you don't have access to that already, just email me at albionneverdies at gmail.com and uh, I'll, I'll enroll you uh, in, the, uh, in the newsletter. Let's say it will be about once a month. There's one more very special thank you I have to put out, a very surprising thank you. A lot of the earlier episodes I used to include my uh, my Redbubble shop, <laughs> you know, where you can buy, I don't know, a mug or a bag or something else, the various different designs I had. Um, 
somebody bought something recently for the first time in, well, first time in ages, if not the first time ever. And somebody in the United States bought a couple of C's for crumpets uh, stickers. They spent a whole two pounds on them. Um, thank you very much. That's, that's, that came out of the blue. Did you order them? Are you listening now thinking that was me? Message me. I, I have no idea who ordered these things. Anyway, I'll put the link to the shop in the, in the audio, if you, in the show notes if you're interested. Um, yeah, I was, I was really surprised. Hey, thank you very much. So, so... What is Britishness? That's the title of the episode. I asked this in the Facebook group Britain, People, Places and Pastimes, and between 40 and 50 people uh, answered them. I thought I'd just go through some of the some of the answers I was given, and we had lots of interesting conversations. I'm not going to go too much into the names. Again, if people are on Facebook, often they prefer their names not to be read out. Uh, so unless they've specifically said something, I'm not going to. First, first on the list, somebody said, Sense of humour. Again, I read out all these answers, whether I agree with them or not, um, and I'm just reading them out in the order that they were given to me, first come, first served. I do like that. I think it's really interesting. I also find it interesting that uh, I've had Americans tell me what they think is unique about America is the sense of humour. Um, Chinese people have often said that they find their sense of humour unique, especially actually the Cantonese. The Turkish sense of humour is very, very um, different, I'd say, from a lot of European senses of humour. It can be quite roundabout. I'd say that humour is often very, very cultural. I think it's really easy comparatively to learn a language compared to understand their sense of humour. There's something very built into a culture about humour. I think once you get the jokes, you probably get the culture. I have difficulty. So, for example, I, I can read Turkish and I used to translate Turkish jokes. And I was always very glad when I found one that could work in English. Many, many of them don't. Um, some of them are just little stories you give to kids. For example, there's Nazruddin Hodja, is uh, a medieval judge. And one day he goes along to a market and he finds a bird that's being sold for 10 gold coins. Um, and he's astonished and he says, for what reason is this being sold for 10 gold coins? And they say, it is a parrot. And a parrot is able to speak. It makes it special among birds. And Nasruddin thinks about this and, and just walks away and then comes back later on with the chicken. Um, and he says, I wish to sell this to you for 20 gold coins. And they say, for, for what reason would you sell this for 20 gold coins? And he said, uh, well, your bird is speaking, but my bird is thinking, and thinking is worth twice as much as speaking. <laughs> I feel it works. I don't know if anyone out there is laughing as they listen to my podcast, but I do like it. I think there's one which I've heard loads and loads of variations where uh, Nasruddin is in bed with his wife, and his, be- his wife hears something in the night and asks him to go and check upon it. He's not very happy, so he goes out, and there's a terrific noise. There's a huge noise, and when he comes back... And the wife says, I heard this big thumping noise. What was that? And he said, oh, my robe fell down the stairs. And she says, robes don't make that kind of noise. And he replies, I was wearing it. <laughs> lots and lots of story- stories about Nasruddin Hodja. But uh, I say, this is Turkish humour. I feel it translates, I think, pretty well. Let me know what you think of my two Nasruddin stories. Maybe you think they're rubbish. But that would go to show that it's all very cultural. <laughs> 
as for favourite British TV shows. I mean, I love Yes Minister. I think that's hilarious, and I think it's still very, very current for a show that was made, what, 40 years ago. Um, and I enjoy it. Of course, Monty Python's all right, but I like The Life of Brian. I think that's the most timeless of their stuff. I think a lot of their stuff inspired comedians who then kind of took it further and further and did you know, things inspired by it, and we've seen it kind of progress. It's interesting to see comedy before and after. Anyway... Anyway, I'll, I'll go back to my list, because I've already, I've already talked a lot on sense of humour. It did come up a few times, there were four people who liked that one. Um, somebody said, foreigners having to learn to queue. <laughs> Certainly having uh, lived in China, where queuing is done very, very differently, if at all. I would say that's a very British thing. After all, the last few weeks we've been talking about the queue um, and it has been a very british thing not to say that queues aren't done elsewhere as anyone who's been to disneyland or disney world would know but i feel the british do queue in a very very particular way and indeed the next suggestion was actually queuing i think i've spoke on a previous podcast about being in a post office when it started to rain and the line which is stretched all the way outside suddenly turned into a snaky queue there's no observational guidance from anybody people just knew how to do a snaky queue okay Somebody did suggest, as quite general, a sensibility missing in all other nations. My opinion. Lots of people liked it. We are sensible. I kind of feel I know what it means, but I'd love your help in defining it. If you're listening and you, and you also know what that means, but you're, you're sure of how to articulate the sensibility of being British, let me know. Or oh, the next one. Britishness is a thing being killed off. Probably true. All all cultures do evolve and change, and what they once were, they no longer are. You know, the cultures that are static do tend to be dead cultures. Ah, here's a popular one. Manners, queuing, and saying thank you. Again, having spent six years in China, um, the Chinese often will not say thank you to people who are close. If they say thank you, it implies a distance. So some of my closer friends uh, would never say thank you to me. Also, uh, someone else observed that they never say sorry. Although they might exhibit behaviour which lets you know that they are sorry, it's, it's, but it's not directly said, it's said very indirectly. The Chinese would often feel that they are indirect and other people are direct, but I often found that was more dependent on the topic. They were direct on some things and indirect on others, such is the nature of culture. One that I think is very, very British from my suggestion, again from the Facebook group, What is Britishness? Someone said, a cuppa fixes everything. Well, it is what... Uh, Gladstone said, right, that if you're sad, then you should have a cup of tea or cheer you up. That if you are you know, happy, you should have a cup of tea to celebrate. It is the, the drink that relieves but does not inebriate. A very popular one, I think probably the most popular one, Britishness, is manners and being polite. <laughs> yeah, again, it, it does seem to be very much manner orientated. It does seem to be the, the consensus of this group. I quite like this one, respecting their families, friends, and even those who have a different set of values. I do think there's something in that whereby you can kind of understand an opinion, though not hold it. You can entertain an opinion, but not make it your own. I do think that's something that's perhaps very, very British. I'm not sure. Again, I know I have listeners all over the world. Hello especially to lots of listeners in Canada, because I know recently the podcast has started to do either very, very well in Canada, or there's one person listening to everything that I've put out. So if it's one person, hello, let me know. <laughs> and if it's, uh, if it's many, many people, hello to you all. 
I do quite like this one, although I feel it's hard to speak on it. Somebody suggested Britishness is whatever you, as a Brit, feel it to be. I do like that. Although, interestingly, uh, quite a lot of suggestions uh, appear to be from people who are not British, but are fans of Britain. They are Anglophiles. Um... Well, some people are definitely British, because quite a few people have commented, Me! I'm British! Well, <laughs> me too. What a lot we have in common. I do like this. Um, a lady put that Britishness is wit, a dry sense of humour. My brother kept... Sorry, my husband kept me laughing throughout our 35 years together. Husband, not brother. Sorry, I should, should wear my glasses when I read these things. <laughs> okay, I do like that. Okay, a lady put a cup of tea either in a china cup or in a mug with a digestive biscuit. Well, that gets into the big debate. What is the best biscuit to have with a cup of tea? Uh, my friend Kane and I spoke about this in one of the earliest podcasts. I still think one of our best. Our deep dive into tea. Um, it's, it's quite tricky on a YouTube channel. You can have playlists. If, for example, on my YouTube, I have Joys of Britain, and you can just find things to visit, and I have James Bond's retirement reading, and there's a bunch of... With a podcast, I'm not able to do that, so there's a lot of scrolling involved. But I think if you scroll right back to the beginning, you can find my deep dive into tea. One gentleman said, Britishness is our unwritten constitution. We describe ourselves as we go along. I like that. I do like that. Britain is one of very, very few countries in the world without a written constitution. Over the last month, we've rarely seen that. We do lean into tradition a great deal, but we also deal with what's appropriate to the modern day. We do change it as we go along. Another suggestion. What is Britishness? Britishness is talking about the weather. I do find that a lot. I live in Yorkshire where if you don't like the weather, it's fine. Just wait five minutes, it will change. And if you do like the weather, be careful because it will change in five minutes also. I've been visiting the South lately quite a lot and I notice that it does change, not quite as much, but it does change throughout the day. Whereas, for example, in Guangdong, China, you know, if it's hot today, it was hot yesterday and it'll be hot tomorrow and it'll be hot throughout the whole day and probably during the night as well. And if it's cold, much the same. <laughs> Some countries just have a climate. Pity them. What do they talk about? Food, in the case of China. Okay, the next one. Queuing up to take the bus to the park on a beautiful Sunday morning, and then again at the park to get an ice cream, and one more time for a boat ride, and finally the long queue for the bus home. All the time with brolly and a raincoat in hand, and one final queue for fish and chips on the way home from the bus stop. I like that. There's a... There's a whole little short story in that. I think that's uh, a very good depiction of many of our many of our bank holidays and our weekends. Join pilot and adventurer Fernando Pino as he takes you on journeys to discover exciting destinations across the UK and Europe. You'll fly with him to hidden gems and experience local culture, from bustling streets to serene hideaways and the best places to eat, sleep and play. Travel Plans is more than a podcast. It's your ticket to exploring the world and its history with a friend. In this episode, we are flying to discover a beachside paradise perfect for the whole family. Discover golden sands, activities galore and even free childcare so you get your own break too. Oh, why am I still here? Hmm. One which is undoubtedly true says, Britishness, what is Britishness depends 
when you were born and what values you hold. Okay, another suggestion for a cup of tea, queuing, and yes, a great sense of humour. <laughs> One person put with uh, two question marks. Britishness is having to do with something British. <laughs> I, I feel you don't need the question marks. I feel I feel you are right. If it's something to do with being British, it's probably an element of Britishness. On oh, another one saying please and thank you. Yeah, I think British people do say it quite a lot. Again, just in my comparison to other cultures. Hmm. This one I rarely, rarely liked. Uh, it's from one of the administrators of the group. Britishness is a sense of humour. Standing in a queue, wearing layers of clothes to take off and put on as the weather changes, four seasons in one day, carrying an umbrella and sunglasses on the same day, drinking tea, even on a hot day, the royal family and its pomp and pageantry, high tea, different regional accents, fish and chips, Sunday roast dinner. I think that's a really, really good answer. I, I think, oh no, that was the most popular. 18 people liked it or loved it. A few reactions, all of them positive. So again, lots of people talk about the, the British sense of humour. Um, I often look on Cora question and answer website uh, for British things and one of them asked you know what is the most British thing ever and there was a big uh, sailing regatta lots of people out on a sunny day and it was quite close to a bunch of naval ships were on show and one of the little little two-man um, yachts was kind of having a bit of a problem tacking to and fro and to and fro and it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer to the battleship and the sailors were just kind of peering at it observing it get closer and closer and closer and closer and finally it knocked against the hull and somebody shouted down we're closed this end you'll have to go round one of the sides <sighs> so i do like that i've told two Tur turkish jokes and one english one you can make up your own mind which one is better but yeah standing in a queue that seems to be very very popular i've stood in a queue today many times it was the london marathon and i went along to to wave and cheer and when i went to get a cup of tea uh, yeah there's a huge long queue nobody pushing and shoving it was all very orderly i was wearing layers of clothing to take off and put on as the weather changed as it did throughout the day yeah this week i've been carrying an umbrella and sunglasses on the same day very true and um that walking through Leeds at the beginning of the week um, with my wife, she was able to see it. We were being rained on, and there was strong sunlight at the same time. And of course, a beautiful rainbow. As for the royal family and its pomp and pageantry, we have seen that over the last month. High tea is interesting, because that's, of course, to some people, it's afternoon tea, uh, four o'clock tea, five o'clock tea. But of course, that gets into our different regional accents. And of course, travelling between London and Leeds, I've been hearing quite a few different regional accents lately. Okay, what is Britishness? Another popular answer. Decency, fairness, justice, patriotism, humour, pomp and ceremony, love of king and country, and family. And how interesting. King and country, something we're going to have to get used to. But patriotism. I've been to, you know, concerts, for example, British uh, expat you know, concerts for British expats, um, and people from other countries have often remarked on what strong patriotism there is in the UK, um, especially I've noticed from some of our, our European counterparts do comment on what a powerful thread that is throughout our country, that we all do very much love our own, our own country, our own little island. 
I think one of the most honest answers I've had in the Facebook group to the question, what is Britishness, is a gentleman who wrote, I've no idea. Well, thank you very much for letting me know. I feel that's quite British of you to let me know. <laughs> you have no idea. Again, some of these are repeated. Um, queuing, fish and chips, cup of tea, the queue, ordering tea instead of coffee. Oh dear, I do drink quite a lot of coffee. I am still British. Um, one lady said, you tell us. <laughs> so I gave her a link to the podcast, of course. Ah, one lady, keep calm and carry on. The ability to dig in and do your best no matter what. Ooh, one that started a, a good a good debate was having a great history to be proud of. I do like that. And that's something that, you know, I haven't specifically set up a British history podcast. There are podcasts on British history. Uh, it is something I like to delve into, but I also like to look at the living culture as it is, you know, as it is, uh, as opposed to just going through, you know, lots of historical events. Ah, I like this one. Fair play. I do think that's interesting. I, I notice that's that's come up once. There hasn't been uh, hasn't been as much of that as I expected. Oh, I quite like one. An American commented, "I honour you, Brits. You're stalwart, loyal, excellent soldiers. Great patriots. Witty, wonderful fish and chip makers. Just incredible people." But what's the deal about queuing? <laughs> I do think it's got some connection to our love of fairness. Again, going through Britishness is staying calm and carrying on. Complaining about everything whilst drinking piping hot tea and warm beer even in summer and proud of it. Okay. Hmm. I do have my questions about warm beer. I must admit, I've never actually seen this. I'm not a beer drinker, um, but I'm nonetheless, I've never actually seen someone drink warm beer. I've been told this is a difference between beer being kept you know, in, a, in a cool cellar as opposed to being refrigerated, so it's, you know, cold, not icy. Uh, but I do wonder about this, because it does come up from time to time. It's something I personally have never seen. Again, if you've seen it, you can contact me at albionneverdies at gmail.com. Complaining about everything. Yes, I have noticed that in British offices, that people do like a good... Just do like a good complain. <laughs> Especially about their own town. If you ask a British person in an expat office, where are you from? They'll often say, my city's terrible, I'm from Slough and it's the worst. Those Americans always tell you, my city's the best. And people ask me, is it as beautiful as people say it is? I'm like, yeah, it's really cool, it's really ace. Um, <laughs> it's a really big cultural difference. Um, one lady, yeah. What is Britishness? When abroad, find the British restaurant followed by looking for a British daily newspaper. Absolutely right. <laughs> okay. Another person said stoic, polite, witty, beautiful accent. Yeah, we do have a lot of accents. You travel around the UK, that's something you notice. Uh, again, between Yorkshire and London, I've been getting quite a lot of different accents. Ah, what is Britishness? If you know, you know. I like it. One person just shared a picture of the Queen in military uniform during the Second World War. The next picture was shared by a gentleman, which was a picture of Winston Churchill. Never surrender. Okay, one gentleman said, when you stare into the face of adversity and laugh. Okay, a dry sense of humour, tongue in cheek, possesses a very proper demeanour and a love of tradition and honour. Good. Ah, one person said, tea and biscuits, seaside, pride, loyalty. Again, dry wit and humour, a cup of tea makes everything better, roast dinners, queuing, saying sorry. <laughs> That's been a big thread as well. Lots of people have put, saying sorry even when it's not your fault. Hmm, I do like this one as well. 
again, it's quite a long list. Uh, thank you to everybody who's responded to it. Somebody said that Britishness is walking everywhere, and she does repeat many of the other things, but I did notice that, particularly compared to the USA, that in Britain you can walk to most places. Ah, a great supporter of the podcast suggested being obsessed with the weather. I very much agree. And uh, a gentleman, we will fight them on the beaches, in the air, on the ground. Yeah, it's a very strong patriotism in the UK. And finally, finally, somebody who said, I like everything I read here. Everything, except one thing. Apologising when it's not your fault. I agree with it. I just don't like it. (laughs) So again, thank you very much to everybody who has uh, responded to me in the Facebook group. And uh, I hope, if you were not part of the group and you've just heard me read it out, I hope you enjoyed my report of it. I really appreciate this. I feel this is very much back to basics. What is Britishness? It's the guiding question of the whole podcast. But of course I delve into lots of different topics. I try and go deeper and deeper. But this one I really wanted to get the central question out there. And yeah, after this great time of change, reset. A few people have messaged me about the alphabet of Britishness. It will return this winter, and it will start with S. That was the last thing I left hanging. What does S stand for? You're free to send me all the suggestions for any letter that pops into your head. I will be bringing back the alphabet of Britishness in the winter, and I'm looking forward to it very, very much. I really enjoy all the the suggestions I get, and it often gives me a great excuse to start researching things that I might not otherwise have researched. So again, thank you for listening. If you like more content or to find me in other places, you can subscribe to my newsletter. It's coming up very soon by, uh, by emailing albionneverdies at gmail.com and I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, my YouTube is youtube.com forward slash British Culture. And that's where I've just put my Hammersmith Bridge video. Again, I'll be putting out some more videos, but at very regular times. It's whenever whenever something pops into my head is interesting. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, I will be appearing on other social media, which I'll be sharing with you all. Thank you very, very much. But especially thank you very much to whoever popped into my shop online and bought something. And that came as a real surprise. And I was really happy with it. It's just a couple of stickers, but it really made my week. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>